Hello world. Welcome back to the Ignited Fortitude podcast. So it's been a crazy (laughs) two weeks in case I'm sure all of you know, we took a week off um, before we dropped Lily's episode. Let's just say that um, that episode was very strenuous mentally, uh, (laughs) spiritually, spiritually. And so at the very end of that episode, we learned that, uh, we ran out of space on our SD card as we were recording the audio, but Um, we didn't catch it until (laughs) afterwards. Right. Yeah. When we got done, that's where like, Oh man, it stopped recording. And I had been looking cause I can, I do it frequently. I look over and make sure this little red light is recording on here. And I was like, man, I hope we, I don't know. I hope we didn't lose a lot of it. And we, we lost like 20 minutes. So if you listen on, you know, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever, there's a point at about an hour 20 where the audio changes. That's because we had to take the audio from the video <laughs> and attach it to there because that's where we where it stopped recording. So um, during that, after that, we were like, well, we'll figure it out. Well, that was on a Saturday. Yeah, we recorded on a Saturday. Yeah, and then on Monday, uh, you know, is the day that I usually do the audio all the time to get it all squared away and get it ready to post. Usually, I'm not gonna say all the time, but usually. Um, and while I was at work, I had uh, I was sitting in a meeting. It wasn't even an important meeting for me. I mean, it was an important meeting for the installation, but I was the guy pressing the button, changing the slides. Like I was not. <laughs> I, I didn't have any kind of stress whatsoever. Um, and I started feeling really lightheaded. I, I got pale, like the color just drained from my face and, um, sweat beads, physical beads of sweat coming down my face. And I started dry heaving just out of nowhere, like, in like had to leave the meeting really quick because I was like, mm. <laughs> <I had to laughs> like run out and, uh, I get downstairs and I had my wife come get me and we ended up in the emergency room. They were concerned about that. I was having a possible heart attack. They still don't know what it was. Apparently I'm a good test taker, right? Like I, they're like, hey, everything came back normal and you're good to go. But, uh, that, so I got to, got to go see a cardiologist to do a stress test apparently. And I was like, I'm not that stressed, I'm not stressed at all. Like, you should have known me a year ago at my job when I was a police officer. I was stressed then. Yeah. Now I'm not stressed. And he was like, well, you, maybe it's not work. He's like, you got a lot of things going on. It sounds like outside of work. He's like, maybe you need to learn how to say no. I know. And, I, and like right at that time, I like text you, right? I'm like, dude, where's this audio, man? Like I got to get all this stuff done. I got a whole bunch of stuff Bob, going on. Bobby's texting me while I'm in the emergency room. Like, hey, bro, like where are we at with this audio? And I'm like, not there yet. I'm like, I got to finish up my visit to the emergency room. He's like, what? <laughs> so, um, and then the next morning, go ahead. Like, yeah, so the next morning, so, you know, Steve, I hear that from you. And when you're like, so apparently I need to learn to say no. I'm like, dude, did your wife hear the doctor say that? Cause, <laughs> and then, uh, and then the next morning, uh, Deanna and I wake up and Deanna wakes up and she's crying. And I'm like, what is going on? She's just like, I am overly stressed. And I'm like, oh man, she's going to end up in the hospital. So I just texted you right away and I'm like, look, dude, as much as I don't want to do this, we're taking the week off. We're not posting anything this week. And, and, and Steve's like, well, you know what? I already had Tuesday off. And I'm like, no, like, we're just <laughs> not going to do it. Like, I'm not going to do that. And, you know, and it's hard. It's yeah. hard because we want to, you know, we want to be faithful to, to what we're doing and trying to get things out. And, and I think just making the decision and saying, hey, you know what? I think it's going to be okay. Well, it's crazy too, because when you said that, like, cause I, I was like, well, I got the whole day. I'll, I'll get after it. And, uh, and you're like, no, no, I was 
texting you like is because we may, we have this prayer guys every time before um, we start recording, you know, if God doesn't want us on this path to close the door and I was texting Bobby, like, is, is this God closing the door? Like, is it, is it time to, to call it quits on this? And as I was texting Bobby, Bobby was texting me a comment from a listener, the more than a listener. She helps us do all of our social media. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was like, man, listening to this, I've, I've got, there's just so much here. And I was like, yeah, okay. So it was, so it was on the, it was the episode that we had with Ephesians where it was talking about, you know, how we are God's inheritance and looking at that. And, and so the individual Zoe, cause I know she's listening, right? Cause she listens to hours of she our, she has to, she yeah. listens more than anybody. <laughs> yeah, so she listens more than anybody. And, and she's, and I get this text from her, right? As Steve and I are having this communication, like, Hey, we're not doing it today. And, and, and she texts and she says like, man, thank you guys so much for what you do. The episode spoke volumes to me. And like, immediately I'm like sending that to Steve. Cause like, I got to get this as soon as, cause here's the thing. Like she listens to hours and hours of audio mm-hmm. and for that episode to, to make an impact, it says a lot, right? you know what I mean? And, and it's like, yeah, you, you look at these things and it's just like you said, like, is this God closing the door? And and you know, but there you go, right? Yeah. God God's like, like, nope, it's not closed. Look, right here, right here, right now. And then the rest of the week was was pretty exciting, honestly. Uh, the last, from that point, from the the point where we decided not to post an episode, and you did a little recording, to now we've had so many people reach out. We've had different. Um, we have some pretty exciting things on the horizon that hopefully if it all works out, like we're going to have some pretty special guests with some great material. Um, and it could be a huge Avenue for the podcast, uh, with the army in general. Um, so that was awesome. Then Lily's been getting a ton of feedback, right? Like that episode guys, um, I, thank you for listening to it. Um, I hope you're sharing it with people. Uh, it's been, it's got so many views on YouTube in four, 130 views in four days. Yeah. That's huge compared to any of our other videos. Um, yeah, she texted me. She's like, um, is this like about average for you guys? It was like 68 views in the first it, day. It, yeah. In the first 12 hours. <laughs> like, no, that's not. That's I was like, not. no, like if you look at our thing, it's like 20. Yeah. On, most of uh, our videos don't even have 68 views. Yeah. Really. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's like, no, it's good. And, and, you know, yeah, she's like, man, I got the opportunity to reach out. I got the opportunity to do this. And it's like, you know, it, and it stinks, man. It, it stinks at the expense of what it took, but it's beautiful to know that, hey, you know what, here we go, right? You know, what, what, what happens in our lives that we think is just an absolute mess, right? And here's like, I hate being like corny, but, you know, God turns your mess into a message. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's like, now you have the opportunity to like minister to people that you wouldn't have had the opportunity. And, and, and man, sometimes it's unfortunate. I've heard people where it's like, I don't want to be the example. That's not what, you know, and it's like, yeah, I get it. Like, trust me, like what you're walking through is rough patch of road, but man, guess what? You're there for other people. And that's the beauty of it. You know, that it doesn't need to go to waste. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, these last two weeks, like how easy would it have been to uh, just be like the enemy, the enemy, the Mm -hmm. enemy, and not even recognize God's hand at work? You know, I I just think that... um, we, we've talked, we talked about it when we started, when we started Ephesians, right? Like with, um, how we talked about doing the armor of God and then we, we kind of got onto it and then 
David Guzik at the conference goes right into what we like, whoa, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like just recognizing the guys. And, you know, I've had this conversation with my wife. Uh, I think it was yesterday. We actually talked about it where like, sometimes you feel that, you know, you, sometimes you don't feel God. Right. Yeah. But the, nowhere in the scriptures does it say we're going to feel God. Like it doesn't say that it mm-hmm. tells us he's with us, but it doesn't say we're going to feel him. There's not a promise of a feeling. Right. Um, and, but you have to hold on to those, those altars, right. Those memorials that those things that are happening in your life that are just uh, a way for you to recognize. And for me, and I was telling my wife this, it's funny because for me, it's, it's when my dad passed, right. That, that day that my dad passed, I was looking through pictures of him. And on October 13th, if you go to the, if you go to the video uh, that we have on YouTube, there's a picture of him with his hand on a, the spot at the columbarium at the, at the church that he's, that he's resting in. And, uh, that was taken on October 13th, 2018. My dad passed on October 13th, 2019. And I talked about it in, in the podcast that we did, uh, about loss that, um, you know, that was a, an eye opener for me. That was God's out. God lives outside of time. Right. But one year to the day, you know, that my dad chose a spot one year to the day he goes there. And that's a huge memorial for me. That's me recognizing God's hand at work. Right. Oh, yeah. And, um, so it should be super easy, right? Like for me to be like, <laughs> Oh, let me look at this picture again. But when I get, when I have those days of doubt or the days that, you know, the, the highs and the lows, right. Those mountaintop experiences. And then you're down deep in the Valley. When I'm down deep in that Valley, I don't ever think to look at those pictures, right? Mm-hmm. But I have this little widget on my phone that just pops up random pictures all the time. And it almost never fails. Like when I'm having <laughs> like that day of doubt, like a picture of my dad will pop up and I'll be like, oh, and it's funny. Like I do have a lot of pictures of my dad, but my wife said like the same thing kind of happens for her, but she doesn't have a ton of pictures of my dad. So it's like, I have over like 6,000 pictures in here. How come you keep going to those? <laughs> you know, like, like, but it is... um it's important to to have those memorials, have those those altars. You know, I mean, you see it throughout the Old yeah. Testament where they're building altars every time something something God delivers them, God give gives them a victory. You know, something happens and they build an altar to remember that by, um, and that's what we need to do. You know, and. So it's, I think it's super important. Sorry, that was my little going (laughs) off topic, (laughs) but, uh, because it is, it's been one of the, like these two weeks, you know, it's been a test. It's been, but I don't think it's been a test of the enemy. I think it's been, um, God just saying like, Hey, look, I'm still here. You know, I'm, I'm still here helping you guys. I'm not closing that door Mm -hmm. and, it, actually, I'm opening more. So here yeah, you go. Well, you know, and, the, and here's the thing, man. You know, like the greatest thing that you can do is, is, um, ex- like what, like exert yourself in in situations where you're getting stronger. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And and because it's very easy to buckle under the pressure. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's super easy. You know what I mean? And it's easy for us to just take the path of least resistance. I mean, you know, but it's yeah, like, like water. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? But it's like, here's the thing, man. Like, no, dude, we need to, hey, you know what? We need, we need to, we need some strength along the way and in order to get that. Guess what? We need to go through some resistance, plain and simple. You know what I mean? But at the same time, Hey, guess what? Your body needs to rest also, you know? Yeah. And so it's all right to just say, Hey, yeah, you know, I like as much as I didn't want to say, 
let's not do something. I knew that that was the right thing to do. Yeah. And just so you guys know, it gave us an opportunity to have a weekend where we didn't have anything to do. Like, <laughs> like it was, Hey, let's spend time with our families. Yeah, let's, sure. let's get some, some work done that, I mean, this is, I don't know, we're at 40 now, right? Like yeah. 40 episodes, 40 weeks we've been going, going at it. Like, let's, take a break. Let's do some, some of our honeydew list. Let's keep our wives happy, keep <laughs> ourselves happy, make sure we get our, all of our, our stuff done, spend time with our, within our first ministry, our family, yeah. you know, like, um, I think it was, it was a, a much needed break, but it also guys, it felt like we were letting you down. Like, yeah, sure. yeah, straight up. <laughs> and it was, it was brutal. So in keeping with letting you down, we're going to end this right here. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're, we're going to jump into Ephesians two. Um, we, we hope to get to a certain part, but we'll based off of our conversation prior to this, probably <laughs> not going to happen guys. We'll see. So, uh, going into Ephesians two, um, it says, and you, he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins in which you once walked according to the cor course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as the others." But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved, and raised us up together, and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved, through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand, that we should walk in them. So we'll stop right there, because there's a whole nother 15 verses, but we'll start, go back to the beginning. So he talks about, you know, like we were dead, you know, and I think that's, that's, you know, you had read something where, you know, when you, when you think of a dead person, right, where, where does a dead person lie? In a coffin. In a coffin, right? And when a person's in, a dead person's in a coffin, that's where he's supposed to be, right? right. And you, and yep. you, David Guzik. David Guzik. Uh, this guy, <laughs> go man. Uh, so it says... Uh, once walked means it should be different for those who were made alive by Jesus Christ. A dead man feels comfortable in his coffin, but if he were to be made alive again, he would instantly feel suffocated and uncomfortable. There would be a strong urge to escape the coffin and leave it behind. In the same way, when we were spiritually dead, we felt comfortable in trespasses and sins. But having come to new life, we feel we must escape that coffin and leave it behind. So let's just, just think about that, man. Like think of like before you came to Christ, right? And, and having those, <laughs> and having, those <laughs> having those discussions, right? Where it's like, you know, you knew that something was missing, right? Especially because, mm -hmm. you know, I think for you and I, in the sense that we can relate, because I, I feel like I was a part of your, you know what I mean? Yeah. Coming to Christ and like, hey, you know what? Like God's doing something and there's something missing in my life and I need to, you know what I mean? I need to. Oh yeah, but I was quick to be like, 
well, but why, Bobby, why do I need to, why, what makes yours right? Mm-hmm. Right. Like I felt like I knew who God was. I felt that God was real. I felt that I knew who Jesus was. And I felt that Jesus was real. I, I never tried to argue against God, against Jesus, but I was like, what makes this right? Mm-hmm. Christianity, your, your faith, what makes that right? You know, I just spent two years in a, another country where people were trying to kill me for their faith. You're not trying to kill me. Like, I don't see you. At, like at that time we weren't spending a lot of time together. So I didn't see the way you're like, you were living your life. I knew there was something different, but I didn't see how you were living. Right. So you're not trying to kill me. Like how strong, like how strong is your faith? How strong is your God? You know, there's all these different religions, which one, why is yours the one that I need to take? Mm-hmm. If I'm just a good person, if my good outweighs my bad, I think I'm good, right? That was literally, I'm pretty sure that is literally what I said. Yeah. Like, no, yeah. like if I'm, if my good outweighs my bad, if I do more good than I do bad, I think I'll be good. And right? it's crazy because it's like, dude, you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. According, like, to, according to this, right? Because like even, like think about what you're saying, like in that sense where, you know, verse eight says, you know, God saved you by his grace for it's by, you know, uh, I like the way the new King James says it. What is it on verse eight? Uh, for by grace, for by grace, you have been saved through faith and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. And that's what you're doing right there. Right. When, when somebody's, when uh, just it's think my of this, works. <laughs> yeah, it's my works. Like, Hey, if my good outweighs my bad, now you're saying that salvation rests on you. And I remember when I came to the Lord, when I went to go talk to my neighbor, my neighbor was like, Hey, so where are you with, with Jesus? Like, where are you in your in your relationship? And I'm like, dude, I know Jesus. And he's like, really? He's like, well, tell me about it. And it's like, well, you know, I grew up Catholic and I was an altar boy and I made my, you know, first communion and my confirmation. And, and here we go again, right? It's like, hey, I, I dotted my I's, crossed my T's. I did all the things that I was supposed to do. And so, of course, I'm going to go to heaven. And he's like, well, you know, it, it sounds like you know about Jesus, but it doesn't sound like you know Jesus. You know what I mean? And then he opens up the scriptures and just like completely demolishes every argument that I have. (laughs) You know, but when you look at this and it's like, dude, it's by grace. Like if you're thinking right now, like honestly, as, as a listeners, right. If you're thinking right now, like, Hey, I know I'm a good Christian because I do X, Y, and Z. I got to challenge you. You might be dead. Right. You know, and that's hard because going to church, going to Bible study, serving does not make you a good Christian. What does it say in Matthew 7? Yeah. Right, yeah. How many people are going to say, Lord, Lord, and we did all these things. And what's crazy, if you read Matthew 7, uh, I think it's like in Matthew in Matthew 6, Jesus says, hey, you guys are going to go. And he says, hey, go out and, and preach and the word and, and do, do, the, do those things. <laughs> do those things, right? <laughs> Heal the sick, uh, cast out demons. Yeah. He tells them to do these exact same things. Like that's what, and it's like, and then it shows up in Matthew 7 where he's saying that those people that did these things and that's what they're banking on. I don't know. Wait a minute. You just told me to go and do this. <laughs> yeah. And and there you go. Like once again, man, it's by, and think about grace, dude. What I mean, what's grace? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> right. Not getting, hey, look, you're not, not getting what you deserve. Right. Yeah. Man, like, it's by grace. Like God's like, Hey, you know what? You didn't do anything. And, and I have this stuff where, you know, cause we try to teach kids object lessons so they can grasp it. If you tell a kid it's by grace that you have been saved, they don't understand that. I, I don't understand it. Yeah. Time, yeah, so. <laughs> exactly. You know? And so like, there's, there's a time that I did it with the little kids. You saw me do it with the high schoolers, but with the little kids where, you know, I'll have the little kids like running a race, like oh, who thinks they're the fastest. And of course, like every boy in the class is going to get up and, they're going to run and like, 
like, okay. And I have, you know, like I have a little goodie bag that I'm going to give them. And it's like, all right, let's see who can run the fastest. And the kid runs the fastest. And so I gave him a goodie bag. And then I do another kid to do, you know, like who can hold the plank the longest, you know what I mean? Child abuse and children's <laughs> ministry, you know what I mean? But, um, and I'm like, who can hold the plank the longest? And then that kid gets something. And it's like, hey, you know what? Can these kids over here like brag about the fact that they're the fastest? Yeah. And that's what we do because we think we're doing something good. And I said, but what happens when I give every single one of you the same prize? How many of you guys can can brag to the other person that you're better than them because of the prize that I've given you? And they're like, we can't. Like, think exactly. about it, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, that, and that's, when it talks about grace that you've been saved, that's what it is. Like you didn't do anything for it. And the moment you start thinking that you did it or like, oh, well, you know, look at me compared to you. Well, you know, dude, you've completely missed the mark. Like yeah. you don't understand the salvation that has been given to us. I think we need to go back to Matthew 7 real quick. I think you need to tell the story you told this weekend in church, like with with your wife, because I think that when you said that at church, I was like, oh, it makes so much more sense to me now. Well, what's funny, dude, is I've said that repeatedly on the podcast. <laughs> so so in Matthew 7, it, 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 Jesus is telling these these people, these Pharisees, disciples, he's, you know, Jesus is, is just, he's preaching and he's telling them, many are going to come to me and say, Lord, Lord, um, and he's and Jesus is going to tell him, depart from me, for I never knew you. I think this is like the most terrifying portion of scripture. Mm-hmm. And Jesus is going to say, depart from me, for I never knew you. And they're going to come to him and say, you know, but we cast out demons in your name, but we healed the sick, and all the things that you told us. But we did, we did all these things. And he's going to say, depart from me, you evildoers, um, before I never knew you. And and if you're a dude listening to this, and even if you're a female, think of think of this. If you're a wife, right? Like I know I've had conversations with my wife where my wife feels unloved. Right. And my wife will be like, I just don't think you love me. And, you know, we have an argument, we have a tiff about it. And and then I'm trying to justify, what are you talking about? I do this, I do this, I do this, I do this. Like, dude, I'm not trying to say that I'm like a great husband or anything. Right. But like, you know, it's like, I think of my wife in the morning and I, I prepare her coffee ready for her. So all she has to do is just hit the button. I put a cup underneath the thing for the Keurig. I make sure that there's water in it. Like, it's like, I think about all this stuff. And I'm like, look at all this. And she's like, stop doing that. Cause that means nothing to me. Like you're not understanding what I want you to do. Like there's been times where my wife will, we're having company over, you know? And she's like, Hey, look, all I need is an onion and a tomato. That's it. Like I forgot to buy it at the store and I need it for the dinner. Like, can you go to the store? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. And so I go to the store and, and guess what? Like in Safeway, especially right. Like right before you go to the produce is a frozen section and it's like, Oh, waffles. I remember the boys need waffles, but I don't know if we have any syrup. You know, I'm going to go get ahead and get syrup. And then you start passing these things. It's like, Oh man, I'm like this great husband. Look at what I did for my wife. You know what I mean? Go and check out. And I come home and I'm like later than I should have been. Right. <laughs> I got the onion and the tomato and my wife's looking at me with that death stare. Like, I can't believe, you know, and it's like, how are you mad at me? Like, how are you upset that I, I like, I did this for you and you're going to be, you're ridiculous. You know what I mean? And it's like, I wasn't listening to what she said. She said that she needed in that moment, this in order to complete the meal. And because I wanted to do my own thing, because I thought that I was going to be benefiting her, I wasn't. Right. You know what I mean? And you relate that to scripture and it's like, dang, like our relationship to the Lord, it's a marriage. We're the bride of Christ. Just think about that, right? We're the bride of Christ. And how are we operating? And sometimes I do things because I think that's what I'm supposed to be doing. And that's like, the Lord's like, that's not what I want you to do. Yep. That, uh, th- when you told that story last night, I was like, oh, light bulb. Ding. Like, <laughs> got it. Like, so, and uh, because I think that's something that uh, a lot of people do, right? Like we talked about it, like going to church, going to Bible study, serving that, de- that's not, that doesn't make you a Christian, right? Mm-hmm. That doesn't, that doesn't mean you have a relationship with Christ. That doesn't mean your salvation is, is secure. And I'm not saying that 
it's not secure, but, and we won't know that unless I'm mean, until that day comes. Well, right. Well, but, think about this though, but the flip side of this, right. If we look at, uh, if you're truly saved, cause here's the thing, like, Hey, just because you go to church, just because you do Bible study, just because you cast out demons, like think of Jesus, right? Like just because he cast out demons, heal the sick, do all these other things does not mean that you have a relationship with him. But the flip side, which is kind of, you know, like a dichotomy in a sense, but if you do have a relationship, you are going to do these things. Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? Right. It's like, but it, it comes down to your motives. You know what I just thought about? And like, this might not be the time to bring it up, <laughs> but like, you know, they say like, you, you can tell by, by the fruit, right? There you go. Well, but if you're casting out demons, if you're healing people, if you're doing those things, like, how could you not, like you, you and I looking at those people, we'd be like, yeah, they're saved. Right. Like, so even then, even the fruit, it's, it's more the heart condition, right? It's more of, do you have that relationship, right? Do, do you understand that why you're doing those things? Well, you know, so there's, there was a, a couple of years ago, there was a, a pastor that fell and this dude had a, a he, uh, he was a Calvary pastor and had like a, uh, like a great ministry. Like, dude, he was a phenomenal uh, teacher and everything else. And he fell morally, dude, he was having an affair and like, dude, it was just gross what he was doing, dude, but his church was growing. And, and, you know, one of the things that you ask yourself is like, how does, how is it that, that he was getting all this stuff done and, and, and the Lord was obviously blessing it. How is that possible? And and I think it was Pastor Pat where he said it, he's like, because the Lord is going to bless his word. You know what I mean? So when somebody's casting out demons and doing these these things, you might look at, don't, don't get sidetracked with uh, the results of the big picture, right? Because God is doing a work, but you have to be paying attention to the person, you know, and that's kind of like the message that we were, that, you know, that I presented this last weekend where it's like, Hey, you know what? Yeah. You accomplished all these things, but what's that bleeding of sheep that I hear? Right. Mm -hmm. In the sense like, yeah, dude, but guess what? That person, they might be doing these great works, but dude, their family is in disarray. There, you know, there's other things in their life that are evidence of the fact that they aren't really there. It's like an iceberg, right? Like yeah. you only see a part of yeah, a part of it, what's underneath the water, right? I, I, when we were, when I was studying for a different thing, <laughs> I read that. I was like, oh, that makes sense. Um, so yeah, like going back to Ephesians 2, we go like trespasses and sins, right? Like looking at those words, because that's what this is all about right now with Ephesians because of what David Guzik did to us (laughs) (laughs) with Ephesians one. Um, But the trespasses and sins. So trespasses, that's boundaries, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And sins are failures, right? So it's like trespasses are you're, you're testing the boundaries with God and the sins are where you failed to meet the perfect standard of God, right? So uh, one of the things they said, what was it? It was uh, rebels and failures, mm-hmm. essentially, is what it comes down to. That's who, that's who we were, right? When, and that's what we have left behind um, is that type of lifestyle. And one of the things uh, that reading in, in Guzik's commentary about this was um, the... It says dead in trespasses and sins. It's th- it's that's not the only description of of the unsaved, right? Like there's the blind, the lost, you know, the dead. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a whole bunch of them that that he listed: sick, um, an alien, a stranger, a foreigner, a child of wrath, under the power of darkness, a slave to sin, a lover of darkness. You know, all these different things. But when you think about being dead in in 
trespass and sin as a rebel and a failure, like, and you're born again and you want to get out of that coffin, right? That, that death, you want to get out, you want to leave that. Mm -hmm. And I think that's important. uh, And you hit on it where it's like, if you're going to be saved, you're going to want to leave that stuff behind. If you, how, how can you be saved and continue to live the life you were? Well, it, it, it's like, you know, when Jesus calls Lazarus out of, out of the grave, right? He says, Lazarus come forth. And then, and then what does he say? Hey, take the grave clothes off of him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Why? Because he's not dead anymore. Right. You know what I mean? And it's like, if we were sinning, if we were dead in those sins, we were dead because of our sins. And, and here we are, like we're born sinners. We sin because we are sinners, right? We're not sinners because we sin. We're, we sin because we are sinners, Right. Knowing that. And then the trespasses, Hey, guess what? When you look at, let's just look at the 10 commandments. You know what I mean? Like those are your boundary markers. Are you doing those things? You know, and Jesus even like puts the heat on it where it's like, even if you look at a woman lustfully, you've already committed adultery in your heart. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like, dude, like there's no way that any part of me was ever righteous without the Lord. You know what I mean? And there's no part of me that is righteous. It's God's right. And, you know, that's part of one of the, the pieces of armor, you know what I mean? Putting on his righteousness because I can't walk in my own because there, it doesn't exist. Right. You know what I mean? And so just, just in that, in that degree, like you, you should take that stuff off. You shouldn't be. Now, here's the thing. I, I've heard one example too. Like you think of, 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 of the dead person, you know what I mean? Like w- what happens when a body's decomposing? What is it? Like it's. Stinks. It stinks. Yeah, yeah, it stinks. You know what I mean? And here's the thing. Like anytime that like my sinful nature starts like peeking its ugly head around, you know what I mean? You catch that whiff. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You catch that whiff and it's like, hey man, you're like dragging this person along with you and and it stinks. And, and it should it should get me to the point where it's unbearable that why would I want to, why would I want to wrap myself in it? You know what I mean? It talks about it in Colossians. I'm not going to spend time opening it up, but it talks about Colossians. Like, Hey, you're supposed to put that old filthy garment away. You know what I mean? And I, I, I thought of the illustration when, when I had taught through it, where it was like, think of a baby, right? Like when the di- when a baby needs a diaper change, right? It poops himself. You, you wipe the baby up. You don't put that same nasty diaper back on it. You no. know what I mean? Like you put and it even in- then you try not to even keep it in the house. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? And it's like, you need to get rid of it. And that's what our flesh should remind us. And, you know, I like John Stott, how he brings this, this whole portion up where, you know, uh, we're at battle, at, we're at war with the, the world, the flesh and the devil, you know what I mean? And, and, and just thinking of that flesh that, man, that rotten stink that is dead. If we are, if we were dead, then guess what? It, it stinks. And we need to get out of that. We need to get out of that coffin and not be comfortable in it. Like, how can you say that you're saved? Going back to the fruit, like you said, how can you say that you're saved? But man, you're like still dead in your trespass. Like you're still hanging out in that same, same scenario, making excuses, right? Justifying the the decisions that you're doing in, in order to stay in that. Right. And I think it's important to know, like you can still have the same friends, Right. Like, but not be doing the same behavior. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, because uh, I mean, I think of uh, different ministries that, uh, that you would have to be real careful. Right. Like, you wouldn't want to, if you were a drug addict, you wouldn't want to be in um, a situation where there's a ton of drugs. Well, yeah, right? look at like, Pastor Ryan. Pastor Ryan said, hey, man, I got rid of all my contacts. Right. But at some point, like, you know, if, more than likely, you're not going to be strong enough when you're first saved mm-hmm. to stay in that. But we should want to take care of people and help people and help sure. pull them out of that. Um, 
uh, you know, be the light and the salt that, mm-hmm. that we are called to be for those people as well. But that's where that, well, is that where you need to be? Because that might cause you to compromise when we've talked a lot about compromise. I mean, you did a whole teaching on it this weekend about compromise. So it's, it's about, you know, it's about your actions more than about who you're around. Mm-hmm. Like, are you, are you being the law, the light and the salt, the lot, <laughs> the salt and the light, yeah, the light, the salt and the light, the light and the salt for those people? Or are you just compromising and assimilating back into, yeah, but we got to be like, super careful, dude, because you know what I mean? The Bible tells us, you know what I mean? Like bad company corrupts good morals. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and I, I agree with you. I agree in the sense like, Hey, you know what? God has saved me and let them see my life. And you know, Ryan talked about it. He's like, man, of course we live in a small town. We're going to run into these people. You know what I mean? But man, I'm going to let them see my life in a degree, but I'm not going to like go and search them out either. You know what I mean? Right. I think you got to be, you know, you got to have those uh, boundaries, you know, because I, I do know that like, Hey, you know what? I get saved and I'm excited. I do want to go and talk, talk right. to other people, but I also got to like, well, wait a minute. That's, you know, maybe it's not the best time to go to a party on a Friday night. And, <laughs> Definitely you know, not. But, um, I just wanted to, I think that it is, I wanted to clarify for people, like, we're not saying like, Hey, just because you have some of the same friends that you did, then that doesn't mean you're not saved. Well, yeah, it's, it's about the, the, the change in your life, right? Like the fact that you got out of that coffin and maybe you're trying to help somebody else out of the coffin, but you're not going back into the, like the, into the grave with them. Right. And, um, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. And, um, and so, you know, he says, uh, you know, in, in my words, like, you know, um, you were in the sins, just like the rest of the world, obeying the devil, the commander, the powers in the unseen world. He's the spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. And then it says, uh, all of us used to live that way, following the passion, desires, inclinations, and sinful nature by our very nature. We were subject to God's anger, just like everyone else. You know what I mean? And it's like, we have to know, like God's judgment is because of man's sinful nature, you know? And, 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 and the thing about this is, is like, we're no different than anybody else. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm not me as a person, I'm not better than anybody. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't, you know, God doesn't make um, bad people good. According to this, he makes dead people alive is what he does. Right. You know what I mean? And that more than anything else is is the thing that we should be looking at. Like, and if when you understand this, like, you know, it's under, it's important for us to understand like, hey, you know, I was dead in that sense. I don't need to go back to that. Just like you said, right? Like I, I might want to pull people out of that grave, but guess what? I don't want to hang it around in the cemetery. Right. You know what I mean? But at the same token, it is also helpful for us because when we want to minister to people, sometimes we get so frustrated. Like, why don't they get it? Why don't they understand it? Well, guess what, man? Dead people don't have an understanding. Right. Well, and that that brings up a unique conversation that I had this weekend about like feeling um, when you when you share because some, especially when you're trying to share with those people who knew you um, before you were saved, how it can feel like cliche or you know where it's like, oh yeah, like, but that's Steve. You remember what he did over here? You know what I mean? Like, like, how do you, like, like that conversation that I had, it was like, well, you know, that's not, it's not our job to worry about how they take it, like share it. And hopefully one day God works in them and they, they see what you're saying is the truth, but 
Hey, like if that's how they're going to take it, then that's how they're going to take it. But don't stop sharing because mm-hmm. of it. Right. Like that's, um, because that is, that is a difficult thing when, when you have those people in your life who, um, aren't on the same path you are and you're looking at, they're looking at the old you. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, but Bobby, I know, I know what you did in high school, Bobby, right? <laughs> like, how are you a pastor? Right. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, um, so the, there's those things that make it difficult for us to share, but I, I think it's being able to just continually take joy in the fact that we aren't dead anymore, right? He made us alive. Share that. Keep sharing it. Let it hopefully penetrate their heart. But that's it's not on us to really be concerned with how they feel in that moment, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, Steve, you're... I knew you before you were a cheater. You, you did some, some horrible things. Yeah, we like, used to do it together. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. Remember what we did that one week? Like, all right, I get it. But you know, I think it's important to, to remember that we don't save people. Yeah. We don't make people alive. We don't. Do, so God does that. So share it. Let God do the work, right? Plant the seed. Let every now and then water it, throw some more scripture, no matter how cliche it might be. Like God told me you're worth it. God loves you, you know, like whatever and see what happens, you know, but don't, don't be beat yourself up. Don't feel discouraged. Right. Like we have, you are his inheritance. Like take that back. You go back to that, right? Like you are his inheritance. Like he loves you. He wants to protect you. Don't worry about them. Worry about him. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, so sorry that brought up like I, that conversation just popped in my head right now. No. And it's important, man, because here's the thing. Like sometimes you feel like, man, how come I'm not getting through to people? And you think like, man, do I even know what I'm talking about? Do I even know, you know, and, and you can get discouraged, you know? And I think like, even just how he says it, like, don't ever forget the fact, like, you know what? I remember what my, my spiritual state was before, you know what I mean? And one thing I know is that I'm not going to go back to that. You know what I mean? I, you know, and here's the thing, like, you got to remember like, Hey, that person that you're trying to share with, they're just dead and they're dead in, in their understanding and they need to, you know, like continue to share, continue to, 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 to be alive. Like, you know, with you, you know what I mean? Like it was a conversation, but I wasn't like, like, Steve, you got to get it and you got to get this. It's like, Hey, you know what? I'm going to give you sound bites. I'm going to, I'm going to ask questions. I'm going to, you know, give you a little bit, but man, I'm not going to like dump a whole box of more insult down your throat, you know, and hoping <laughs> that you're going to get it. You know what I mean? Cause that's not going to be beneficial either. Yeah. You know? Um, I think it's a good place to stop because the next couple of verses are just packed full. Yeah. Right. And we already know where the next couple of verses are going <laughs> to take us. Cause we talked about it already. So tune in next week to find out, what piece of armor we're going to be talking about. Yeah. Let's see if you guys can, uh, can guess what we're going to, what he's I mean, trying to identify should, here. You should totally be able to guess it, but yeah, check it like tune in next week. Cause I think next week it's going to get, um, pretty good. I'm, I'm excited about it. Well, you guys, as always, thank you guys so much. And, uh, um, we just, uh, you know, it's been, it's been a journey, man. I just, I think with what, uh, kind of the stuff that you were talking about earlier, right? Just like this opportunity that we might get to be able to push things up to the channel, especially going, um, if it's able to be a part of the military, um, it's pretty huge. 
Yeah. It's pretty huge uh, and significant. It's being worked, guys. And we have some meetings coming up. We have uh, a, another guest that's a part of the military that hopefully with that, it will be pushed through army channels and um, because of the program that he is, he is coming up with, um, which is amazing, but that one's definitely going to be a a series of podcasts as well. Cause the amount of information that's there, we can't do in one podcast unless we do like four hours. Cause (laughs) yeah, we won't do that. (laughs) But Hey guys, but but what we're really asking for is keep us in your prayers and keep, keep what's going on with ignited fortitude in your prayers. You know what? I was just, I just thought about it. It's April, bro. What are we going to do for the, the store? (laughs) What are we going to do? Resurrection 2022. (laughs) Resurrection. All right. So, uh, so for the, for the, um, code for the coupon code, yeah. Resurrection 2022 and, uh, all caps, but we did put some new stuff on there. I don't know if anybody's been on there. I, I haven't seen any orders recently, but, um, I'm probably going to go order some shirts cause I'm, some it's of summertime. them I like, yeah, it's summertime. I need some short sleeve stuff and get out of the hoodie, but and my, my hoodie is well-worn at this point. (laughs) So, all right, guys. Um, again, thank you. Uh, please keep praying for us and let's, and hit our store up for some more merchandise. All right. Dear heavenly father, we thank you for this opportunity with all the, the stuff that the hurdles that we've had to overcome in the last couple of weeks, the, the refocusing, if you will, of, of what's important, getting our, our first ministry in line with our families and, um, and ourselves, our, our, our own personal health. Um, we thank you for the opportunity to continue to keep doing this, to continue to talk about you, God, and just sit down as as two brothers and, and go over your word, Lord. It is an amazing time, and I feel so blessed. Uh, I know Bobby does, too, every time we do these podcasts. And um, we ask that you just be with us as we continue this. And as uh, we close out this episode, God, uh, help people to to understand and, and really realize that they were dead and they are alive Mm -hmm. and to focus on you, God, and, and understand that that relationship is, has nothing to do with works. The, the relationship has to do with their heart and has to do with, with how they trust and obey in you, God. And, uh, we, we just pray that you're with everybody that listens to this and we thank you for, for the, the opportunities that are on the horizon. We thank you for the, the guests that have come on already to share, uh, to trust us enough to talk, to have those conversations with us that are, are truly, um, something that they, a tragedy that they've experienced in their life and, um, allow us to be a part of that. And then to share it with the world, to help others, Lord, we, we just thank you for all of this. And we pray all of this in Jesus mighty name. Amen. Amen.